One used to be more than one's an atheist If separation of church and prostate isn't what you think is best They're here to guide your way Cause talk about sex can be scary They're just two gals whose kink is being your missionaries Good afternoon, brothers and sisters Sup, sluts! Welcome to the Missionary Podcast I'm Sadie I'm Maddie And this is our mission all right, Maddie. Sadie. It's episode number two. Episode two. That means we did one already. We did. <laughs> We've got one under our belt. <laughs> I would say the last episode we did was quite, um, it was on the serious side. It was more of like a backstory. Yeah. We had to give people a lot of info. Yeah. Like, we won't have to like define tithing again, which I'm, I'm happy about. Okay. <laughs> We're past the tithing <laughs> section. Um, I would also like to say I have never said the words dry humping more in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I wish I could say the same. I refer to dry humping regularly. <laughs> oh, also, speaking of that, can mm-hmm. you just list a couple of the, the alternatives that you had? What do you mean? Durfing? DHing? Yeah. <laughs> Propo pushing? Levi loving? What are you talking about? Rubbing zippers? What do you mean? Which one do you want? <laughs> we used to use DHing. <laughs> DHing was our choice, our preferred choice even though I think the one of the dumbest well it's the least creative but it is maybe the most straightforward it was just very I think it felt very it was like BJ or something it was very like "Mm, we we, did you DH like yeah girl it was great it was always to the right you know they'd be like oh my god you DH on the right too we don't say oh my god you say oh my gosh oh my gosh you DH to the right and every girl would be like to the right that's the way to go oh my god I DH to the right Oh my, sorry, that is... There's a button to the right. The things that you can, (laughs) the details you can get into when you're not having sex on all the other stuff. Those are the dirty deets. You're not like, there's no fun like dick deets or anything like that. You're really just like, did you, did you rub, did you rub jeans? And you're like, yeah, we did. If you were like a dirty boy, you'd show up to like watch a movie in uh, basketball shorts. Because basketball shorts are like, oh, you're good. Well, that's basically (laughs) nude. Yeah. (laughs) Your ball sack is- can slide right out, honey. <laughs> That's as close to nude as you can get. It's basically nude. Girls, it, it's not like the jeans affect anything for girls. Actually, I don't think. I feel like well, you would. You're better in a. You're better in a sturdy pant. Yeah. Well, also, there's that feeling of like you not only get the rubbing against the the dick action, you get also like your zipper and the butt. Like you get. There's, there's a lot of stimulation around yeah. working. If you, we could talk about dry humping. You, we just too many. I think the rest of this show is just Durfing. dry humping. Durfing. That's I think what like most people call it now. It's like, oh, it's like the derf. I mean, you just can't handle it. You just get a derf. We also have a new theme song. We have a new theme song. Mm-hmm. It's stuck in my head. It like, still gets caught in my head. That's good. Um, do you remember when we asked John to provide a? Our I'll friend never, John. I'll never forget. This is the alternative theme song. <laughs> a Jewy atheist and a Mormon piece of shit. They are recording a podcast about their sex drive. Sluts they are both, but one of them is most. And you'll have to tune in to see who's got the biggest sex drive. I'm almost, I almost feel like we shouldn't play this for the people who are listening because they're going to be like, why didn't you use that? Why did you use Maddie's dumb piece of shit when you could use John's masterpiece? <laughs> He's known for this nonsense and it's uh, 
you know it took, I don't, it probably took him 10 seconds. He probably just started talking and was like, a moment piece of shit. Just like so easily, just rolls off the tongue. Uh, he also says sluts they are both, which I love. Uh, yeah, sluts is, is a polarizing term. I love it because mm-hmm. I I don't associate any negativity with it. Yeah. I know others do. Also, there isn't really a good alternative. No, because it's like a promiscuous gal. But any term that describes a woman who likes sex getting her physical needs met mm-hmm. um oh, has, how dare she i know they all they all have negative connotations which i wonder why mm-hmm. anyway <laughs> i was technically single at the beginning yeah. of COVID, okay i do and you are i'm still i'm still single in the time of covid and in terms of like dating and flirting and courting like that whole process like it's it's really hard for me personally to do it without alcohol and the possibility of sex that night. This could not be more opposite to like Mormon dating. Dating is its own culture because marriage is so marriage is so important not just spiritually but culturally. Like you can't get into heaven unless you're married. The highest level of heaven I guess. And uh it's the whole culture is based around uh, having children and, like, what comes with that. So a different economy exists in Provo, Utah because of d- the dating culture. Everybody's doing all these activities, and all of them are sober, and you're just, like, trying to get to know someone. Like, it's speed dating, but on on Adderall. When I had first left the church, everybody w- – I was like, this is boring. Everyone just wants to get a drink, and then – talk boring boring impress me you know in utah it's like we're gonna go go karting and then blow in the dark treasure hunt with like you and all your friends okay, like <laughs> add this to the list of sign me up there's the mo- friends moving you yeah yeah and there's the the fun activities <laughs> the fun the fun activities go go karting with a potential there's a lot soulmate. of bowling i actually got pretty good at bowling i love a bowling date um so much stuff is glow in the dark straight up (laughs) they decided in provo pick any activity make it nighttime make it glow everyone's gonna love it and honestly they do there's glow in the dark volleyball there's glow in the dark golfing there's i did this one thing you're gonna die at this this is in byu idaho so it's a little different it's a little more outdoorsy at byu idaho but the funtivity thing still remains so this was a group date which activity (laughs) implies fun but no it's a funtivity and (laughs) This is this is a group date, which group dates are another thing, okay? So not like group sex, group dates. Yeah, <laughs> different, still fun, but different in a different way. Yeah, a group date is literally just like we're all gonna go do something, but you have to get to know one person of the opposite sex. Like you have to get to know somebody specifically. The it's group a date. mixer. It, they're all mixers. Everything is a speed date. So anyway, this is a group date, and we went to. There are these ice caves in Bowie, Idaho. Couldn't recommend this enough, by the way. I just can't believe this is real. So we went to the ice caves, and you hike in, and it's pretty tricky. It's, like, really rocky and cold. Just so you know, this sounds like my nightmare first date. <laughs> this is – it was amazing. You drive out to the spot. You can't really see anything. There's just, like, this ho- random hole in the middle of this backwoods area. And in the hole is a cave. So you hike down into this cave, which me, coming from – this is LA. a horror movie. I'm like, 
what's this? <laughs> so they all have headlamps and flashlights, stuff that I'm like, cool, glad someone here is prepared. We hike down into this thing. It's so dark because now you've gone through a certain section and you've had to rely on your date to walk on the rocks because it's pretty tricky. So you have to be like, hey, can you, oh, thanks, can I? I'm just a fragile lady. (laughs) I'm little. But also, I don't know how to walk. I would need a lot of help. Yeah. (laughs) It was great. So we get to a certain point and they go, okay, everyone, turn off your flashlights. So if you turn off your flashlight this far into a cave, it's that thick blackness that I've only recognized from books. You could just put a finger in front of your face and can't see it. So, so dark. That's so hot. <laughs> so at this point, someone takes out a bag from the dollar store of those little glow sticks. Someone yeah. went to the dollar store, spent 15 bucks on glow sticks, cut them all open. And we all, at that point, put our hoods on and stuff. And you stood in a line and he just waved the glow sticks, like shook them up and waved them so that we were all speckled with glow. And then they took the rest of the glow sticks and speckled the rocks. So we're now in this actually... Wait, isn't that stuff like toxic? I mean, yeah. Sorry, that's like the Jewish mother in me. (laughs) Go on. I did have that thought because some people got it in their mouth and were like, yeah. But you know what? We're trying to get to Mormons heaven. Mormons are bad. And then we played glow-in-the-dark hide-and-go-seek, which is as, as sexy as it sounds. That does sound on par with getting a drink at a bar. <laughs> and that's the kind of stuff that like, when people were like, I know a great wine bar. You're not going to sprinkle me with glow sticks? Yeah. Those are the things that I actually enjoyed about Provo dating. We do replace alcohol with all kinds of sweets, though. So that's like a real health concern. But I guess alcohol is too, so. Yeah, no, I'm just saying the line is a straight line in my opinion. <laughs> like what alcohol does to your body and the amount and intensity in which Mormons consume sweets, it's the same. Because most people are like, I'm having two drinks. Mormons are like, I'm having the whole cake and then we're gonna get milkshakes. That's also so hot. <laughs> I've never heard anything that sounds so much like my hell and so much like my ideal date in one it's so fun you also you have a little fear for your life which just bonds you to somebody true and there's a little bit of kink <laughs> <laughs> like ooh, I, ooh, i'm fearing for my life ooh, right now. Ooh, that's so ooh, i'm scared sexy. what I, ooh. Oh, you're on dating apps i don't know i go through phases where sometimes i'll use them more than others sometimes swiping is just like Fun. It's just like a little game. It does feel like a game. You're kind of working with some numbers. I swipe in fugue states when I was on dating apps. Yes. So you'd like wake up and be like, "Who is who?" Yes. Yeah. And, and I, I like you were into taxidermy. I don't remember swiping on this. And yet you're like, "What else are you?" But into? most of them are. If they're holding a fish, they're also into taxidermy. <laughs> and most of them are holding fish. Um, I do sometimes also feel like it gives me a little confidence boost. Like, oh, this hottie swiped right on me. I had a very funny experience during COVID with somebody that I matched with on, I think, Bumble or something. He asked if we could, like, Snapchat. And I was... How old was he, by the way, that he's asking you to Snapchat? Right. I mean, you would think he's a child, but here's the thing. I don't know anything about this person. Normally, on dating apps, I will wait the profile more than the pictures which is a common mistake with dating apps i'm just gonna come out the (laughs) gate and say that so i had this friend who's a fuck boy cis straight guy and he said to me when i was getting on dating apps he's like just look at the first photo and if you want to have sex with that photo then swipe right 
and it's a recipe for success. I was swiping right on people specifically because I was like, I don't know if anyone else is going to, so I probably should. Well, okay, that's... Which is bananas. Come into it with the mentality of a fuckboy, and it works out for you. That is my pitch to everyone listening. No, I disagree. Well, first of all, <laughs> swiping right because you feel bad for someone is very different than swiping right on someone based on their profile, not just <laughs> on the first picture. There's a spectrum here. I just want to say this situation that I'm about to tell you about was proof to me that swiping just based on pictures is a terrible idea. Okay. It was I was clearly in a mood where I was like, oh, feeling frisky. I'll swipe right on this hottie, even though like I know we probably have nothing in common. Did he seem like a hottie with like like empty brain hottie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's judgmental, but like that was the vibe I listen, received. God doesn't give with both hands sometimes. Sometimes he does. I've definitely <laughs> seen it. A lot of the times it's, you're given one thing or the other thing. We gotta make sacrifices. And I was willing in that moment to make the ultimate sacrifice. So I gave this person my Snapchat because I was like, let at this point, let's see what happens. Is this your first time interacting with a dumb hottie? No. Okay. No, but this was my COVID, the, my only COVID experience interacting with a dumb hottie because mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. aren't, you know statistically there just aren't as many to choose from mm-hmm. during COVID so because the smart hotties are staying inside <laughs> ding 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 <laughs> so we were snapchatting and he started like video chatting me there's like a video I don't really get it but I like my phone started my mind immediately goes to was he jerking off when you opened the thing essentially okay because that the, I can't separate the two of someone FaceTime chatting, or sorry, Snapchat videoing Mm -hmm. and not jerking off. They literally have to be. I feel like those things, it's chat roulette with a facelift. Continue. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So he was clearly like filming it from below. Like he was lying down (laughs) and like it was not, it was the, it was the jerk off angle. You got to know your angles. So he was trying to get me to meet up with him. Mm-hmm. And this was like during the peak of COVID and I was like, no. Long story short, he wanted me to put on a full face of makeup. He wanted me to put on like red lipstick. And then he was like, I also, I, I'm not trying to kink shame anybody here because yeah. I, I was like, okay, I like that you're being like honest about what you want. And then he was like, come on, let's meet up. Like, I'll let you dress me up and like put nail polish on me and stuff and I was like I was like I kind of dig that this dude is like comfortable enough in his sexuality you probably were like oh my gosh did I finally get a bicurious angel well which that's is what my dream been, yes because my dream man is someone who has sucked a dick and realized it wasn't for him we were like going at it for a little bit and like doing video mm-hmm. sex stuff and it, the whole time I was thinking like this is kind of weird like not that his kinks were weird but I was acting like I was really enjoying myself but like I was just kind of laughing about how like silly this whole thing was and then he clearly like finished oh no and then something happened to the screen and I went to open my app again and he blocked me removed me as a match like completely disappeared a lot of comedians talk about finishing and like then observing the scene the second they finished and being like what have I done yeah 
who are you? <laughs> For sure. I think that was a part of it. And afterwards I was like, I had like a lip lipstick smeared on my face. And I was like, that was funny. But we'll that's say, dating in the time of COVID. Bananas. Which was different for mm-hmm. you. Different for me, for sure. I Before I go into, like, how happy I am, whatever, <laughs> um, if you haven't, like, been sexting or texting or flirting and guffawed on your end while you're s- submitting something way more serious, then you haven't lived. They don't know that I'm on the other end of the phone, like, watching my show and, like, half looking at my phone interacting with them while I'm like consuming which is the beauty of sexting right I've loved being like deep in excel sheet for work (laughs) and then also being like in you know yeah deep in some other 100% sheets hey no that's really good the grass is always greener right so people are always like oh my gosh it would be so nice to be dating someone right now I felt the opposite just the two of us you couldn't be in groups of any kind So it really was like we were getting to know each other almost like on a really long road trip is what it felt like. (laughs) And I don't think at any point, I was never like annoyed with him actually ever. I was like, oh my gosh, you're just like getting to know someone in such a like fast way and really quickly. Okay, here you go. Here's all this information. But you know what? There's a benefit to that too. He never had to see me do improv, which like probably would have (laughs) happened. (laughs) Probably would have happened. If COVID didn't happen, he would have seen me do improv by now. And really, there's no bigger blessing than that. He might think I'm cool. We don't know. You want you want someone to think you're cool before they see you do improv so that yeah. it's not gonna... I love talking about the few slut stories, seduction stories, stuff that I've loved that have happened since leaving the church. The transitions, the juxtapositions. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Love talking about it. But I inevitably will talk about him and I feel like because of that, we have to give him... He's got to have a name. <laughs> and I mentioned it to him like hey if you come up on this podcast about sex as my current boyfriend what do you want your name to be <laughs> like asked him and he was like mm, maybe dependable <laughs> unbelievable <laughs> he is the most dependable he's also very he's surprising too so he gave me his suggestion but he's not a creative person so honestly i was going to reject it no matter what i just want i was just curious like what he thought would be a good nickname but in reality, it's what we want. I've referred to him as the normal one. Like, he's the norm. Most, he's the... <laughs> just norm? Norm. <laughs> I give you that. I think of Norm MacDonald, but also not mad Foxy about that. Foxy Yeah. <laughs> norm MacDonald. Yeah. Yeah, he's Norm. Another thing about dating during COVID. I almost feel like asking a guy to, like remain distant and like keep their mask on is probably the same as like asking them to wear a fucking condom which you have horror stories of. i do which i i it's hard it's no pun intended i mean like when a guy has like whiskey dick and they're like literally either we don't use a condom or we can't fuck and i'm also drunk and like i want to have sex like it's it's hard, but I... I know, but the default can still be, just put on a condom. No, it absolutely should be, and I, um, it's a two-way street. I, like, I need, basically, I need to start sleeping with men who respect me. <laughs> and I love story. that. I love that for you. We need you, dating-wise, to be looking for people who respect you. Mm-hmm. And for 
uh, people who are not conservative or worse, moderate. (laughs) I love that you hate moderates. Swipe left if you are a conservative or a moderate. Bye-bye. Savage. Yeah, because I don't have time. I don't have time. Okay, also, I've only not slept with someone on, like, the first date or, like, the first opportunity one time. What? Every date I've been on, I have had sex on the first date, except for one person, and I had, we had sex on the second I feel date. like it's a solid track record, but are you just, like, into all these people? No. Okay, so the first of all, I think that's probably why dating during covid feels like a little scary to me because that's like not as much on the table even when i have said to myself like you are not gonna have sex with this person tonight you just i i'm i do it i i can't control myself this is just also another example of how i have a lot of trouble practicing what i preach but it's something i'm working on okay my dating with norm is way different. <laughs> Norm I will not stop picturing Norm Macdonald. Continue. It's My working. significant other, Norm Macdonald. <laughs> when we were flirting, now I'm the old Macdonald. <laughs> but I'm also picturing Ronald Macdonald. <laughs> we'll play dry hump get sealed to Two. take space from yeah. with those three. <laughs> old Macdonald, Ronald Macdonald, and, and Norm, Norm Macdonald. <laughs> I'm taking space from Ronald McDonald for sure. <laughs> I'm getting sealed to Norm and I'm dry humping. Old? Old McD- yeah. <laughs> I have to agree. Ronald's gotta go. Yeah. Unless. No, no, he's too scary. I, I could like... see someone dry humping Ronald, but we got. He's. No, we gotta he's take a, space he's from a little him. scary. You gotta take space from him. But also, dry humping old would be great because. <laughs> <laughs> He seems like a man of mystery. Like, he's obviously doing really well. His farm has every animal. We don't actually know his name. No, but he's doing really well. <laughs> I feel like he's a dedicated, ambitious man, and that has never proven to be a bad lay. No, that's not true. I wonder if his if his cum sound is E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> so, what about anyway. Norm? So, when Norm and I were flirting, it was very sincere. There was a lack of game playing go figure i think that's maybe how you the games are fun but i think maybe that's how you know it was more like i'd send him a spotify song Ugh. you know like the modern day that's, mixtape. I, I think that's a love language like playlists mixtape it's been it's been in the game for a while i mean you, the burn cd was what, what that was my go-to move totally and with friends too there was a lot oh, of yeah. love exchange great being like present. here you go yeah, the, the, bot, the bat mitzvah giveaway. You made me a playlist, a Spotify playlist recently, See? and it brightened my week. It is very interesting also to think about like high school, college now in terms of how the flirting progresses because yes. I think negging is very much like an early 20s high school type of, and like yeah. I mean, they mm-hmm. preschool mm-hmm. type of strategy. And maybe you're you're evolving into yes, not I, that. I would just rather have some real connection, I think. It also didn't doesn't help that I had like lost weight when I also left the church. So there's an element of like I'm a soft body girl trying to get these hard body boys who in the world they tell you like that's not possible. 
and it is there's no nothing wrong with either of those but bodies but you're told like oh a soft body girl can't get with a hard body boy. well that the is the reverse prevalent mm-hmm. but the girl they do tell us that but i also have found i have am sometimes shocked at how many people i've been with that i thought were out of my league that's actually an illusion yeah, and 100%. all body, like it, I mean, society tells us that some bodies are better than others, and that's like a huge issue. No. But we internalize it. No. First of all, personality actually it's is confidence. Confidence. It's confidence. As much as I do love negging, I just have to be that girl for a second because I have to acknowledge that it is rooted in like the toxic ways that we socialize our young people. The whole example of like oh, he pulled your hair on the playground, that means he likes you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is negging. Yeah. And I think there's a lot to unpack there. I find it really fun, and I think it, like, works, and I love the high of, like, teasing uh, someone and having them tease you back, and it's like, oh, like, we're gonna fuck. If we looked at the why of why certain things are hot, (laughs) we would never leave the house because there are some whys that are terrifying. I know. I my I do feel like my journey with sex and shame is a constant cycle of I find it really hot. Oh my god, why do I find it hot? Let's unpack that. Where does this come from? Wow, wow, wow. Like living in a dark place and then I just am who I am and I find something hot and I'm not going to apologize for it. I think a lot of that is having attraction to cis straight men. There's a lot of like problematic cis straight men out there so being attracted to them is sometimes difficult difficult to reconcile for myself but we gotta leave the house I mean right now we we shouldn't leave the house (laughs) you can't unpack everything is what I'm hearing that's fine should we circle back on how I'm in a healthy happy relationship (laughs) I sort of wanted to circle back to snapchat for like one hot second (laughs) because um I just want to say that the youngins love snapchat yeah Pictures, videos, etc. Yeah. But also, mm-hmm. I have had many an experience where you, it's just the chat mm-hmm. part because they disappear. Yeah. yeah. So I have had long sexed situations yeah. with with not youngins. Yeah. I probably shouldn't call them youngins. Yeah, that sounds. I'm like by youngins, I mean like gen what's the one below us z the green new deal generation um (laughs) they love snapchat but yeah even like people who are older than me love snapchat because there are no receipts it stresses me out as i'm saying it i'm like why don't you want to revisit our sext conversation which is (laughs) where my mind goes and why i never uh got into it on snapchat i would totally move the conversation elsewhere i feel like texting sexting is almost like let's make it real there's something about being able to go back and re like i am probably not going to be having that much physical pleasure in the moment but if i can go, go back, back yes, and, and revisit it, it mm-hmm. that's probably when i'm going to be experiencing the most pleasure one thousand percent it's a tool almost before especially before you've been physical with someone to like really open that communication and then also 
open of the communication of you want and expect and are looking for physically. So it makes it easy because you're like not in person and it kind of like sets a stage for good communication. So you kind of know what you're going into, which is one practical thing. Mm -hmm. And it's so fun to be in public or doing some activity and you're like, oh yeah, great, yeah, yeah, no, good to see you. Meanwhile, you're in your own little world, like I'm dripping wet, or like whatever it is. And it's, just, it's really fun. It's I'm, so fun. It's, it's really thing. fun. What's ironic is as much as I've been in that space, Norm, he, he said something along the lines of like, listen, like I want to play this game, but I'd much rather build connection with you before we do that. I was a little bummed because I, I was also at work and I was like, let's do this. This is my dream, you know, and we had never sexted. So he says this and then he DM'd me a shirtless pic and was like, listen, because I said no to the sexting, I know you still want this. So here you go. Norm knows what he's doing. I was like, Norm is laying track. Who needs instant gratification when you can get the whole cow? Yeah. And this is, (laughs) (laughs) that's the same. I come from the world where that same stage of flirting looked like sitting next to someone at church tickling their back that was the biggest way of being like we're building something here but it's also grounded in spirituality because we're at church together it was a move it's actually not that stark of a difference that's what's funny i mean honestly i feel like sitting next to a guy in any anywhere and having him tickle my back is more intimate than maybe i've been in years and i have (laughs) i've had a penis inside of me like to (laughs) me that feels more intimate but I feel like it's necessary for me to say these variations of intimacy and sexual connection exist inside the church and outside of the church if anyone was listening that was thinking like I don't know and like this sounds like intense I don't want to like dive off the deep end become someone else I'm not I'm like there's still variations 100%. 100%. And I lovingly refer to myself as a slut, but honestly, on paper, the numbers don't align. <laughs> well, Everything numbers, is relative. I I do I do actually think numbers and like being a slut. Don't, like I don't actually think no. There's and again when I say slut, I mean like a I mean that in a positive yeah yeah way. I mean you have had phases since leaving the church. You've just been able to decide for yourself. Yeah, it's crazy because and it's worth saying now. I'll tell you. I do feel like a push-pull with my growing up wanting to be representing the church correctly and now being outside of the church and wanting to represent my sexuality correctly and this mix of like wanting to just represent so many different things and really what I want people to know is the empowering part is that it just comes from what you just said which is you making your own decisions Mm -hmm. so whether you are on the cusp of leaving and you're single and you're nervous about starting this part of your life or it's it's your own thing it's your own path and it's also the same if you've been married and you have one partner and you're it's you guys were virgins when you met which is a lot of my friends and they're their only sexual partner it's like you still get to have this transition it's your decisions now and it's devoid of like all that extra shame and guilt and that stuff that just comes with being inside a really intense religion totally and so. it's a spectrum with within the church and it's a spectrum outside of oh the church. totally like not everyone not everyone dhs they're lost <laughs> <laughs> now i have like a reputation to protect back to like what i would hope people get from this is if you are in or out or whatever you wherever you're standing is in the church my endorsement really just comes from experimenting 
and like being in an adult space to experiment, which is great. If you don't try, you'll never know. You know what they say. So when you're a missionary, um, the best way to be a missionary is by example, because people are drawn to your light from inside. And then they'll come up to you naturally and say, hey, why are you so happy? And you'll say, hey, I'm a member of the Church of Funny Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. So, and I'll just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take that on now and try to avoid the, the moments to like pitch this life. Because again, it isn't like, I don't want to sway anybody to do anything. I give a shit. <laughs> Remember, murder I give is okay. A shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's really stretching I, ooh, it from no, the truth. Yeah. I don't see you why this would love, be any different. You love a bad boy. I know. I know. Well, I think I'm growing out of it a little bit. I'm trying but, to remember something I told you recently. Like, describe someone who... Oh, the bishop's son. Yeah, and I said Jess from Gilmore Girls is what I'm picturing. Yeah, anyone who's a bishop's son, you're like, hot. Literally hot. Every yeah. time you talk about the bishop's son, I don't know that I actually hear anything yeah. you say. Because it's... Yeah. <laughs> and for everyone wondering, bishop's son is just the son of a bishop, and it's a lot like... <laughs> Being the son of a pastor, whereas uh, many of them went astray. Oh, that's so hard. And you, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, that literally was like my knee-jerk reaction to that. Uh, let's get into sex, lies, and videotapes. All right, these are all the tapes, media, things we watched growing up that we took as fact that might have been lies about sex. Oh my god. Like, do we have 300 hours? I, but okay. It's a recurring segment, so yeah. I'm... I learned that virginity was "quote unquote" bad from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> I don't know if you've obviously yeah, you've seen a Hocus virgin Pocus. lit the black, black flame, and candle. then like it all kept turning to him being like a virgin, and everyone's like, "Wait, you're a virgin?" And he was like, "Yeah, okay, I'm a virgin." Who can't? And I remember thrive. going like, "There's something wrong. What's wrong here?" Yes, and then Clueless also. And I remember I asked my dad because it was on, and it was like just playing, and I was just watching, and I kept thinking, like, what are they talking about? And I was like, Dad, what's a virgin? He's like, oh, I'll talk to you about it later. <laughs> Max is kind of hot. Super hot. Are you I kidding? I love that, like, mushroom cut on, like, love a... It. It was, like, like the when part they have down to, the middle? Yeah, and their bangs are in their eyes, so they have to, like, whip their head. Like, they have to do yeah. that head whip yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked like, to me, what Max Goof, you remember from the Goofy movie, who was also hot? <laughs> yes. But he looked like the the physical like embodiment of him where I was like oh my gosh they're both yes. hot they're like nice plaid shirt but they like want to be cool uh, have you seen wish upon a star um of course with Ka- with the Katherine Heigl the Katherine Heigl's breakout role don't remember the name of the other girl in it because she should have been a breakout star as well she was great they're both great sassy yeah but there's a bunch of scenes with her getting hickeys and I remember yes. watching it going like okay hickeys are so cool like that is the sign They're of like a so sophisticated cool. grown woman. Now, honestly, I would I would do physical harm to someone if they put a hickey on my neck. I once was teaching in a preschool in college, and someone gave me a hickey, and I had to wear a scarf to the preschool because <laughs> I didn't all, want them asking questions. We've <laughs> we've all had our time with the with the turtlenecks, but the high school experience. I remember like wanting to get a hickey and being I'm feeling so cool about it. Also, it's crazy how. In a movie like that, they, like, switch places and everything. Mm-hmm. And yet you assume everything else in the movie is going to be, like, truthful. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief. Pick a movie and I'll tear it apart for you. Name anything. <laughs> Name anything. Yeah, I'll tell you what's wrong with it. Um, rat race. <laughs> Too many things. Yeah, true, true, true. Um, Titanic. First of all, she would never, she would never date someone that was 
third class. <laughs> Done. Also, logistically, they both could fit on the door. So there's suspension of disbelief there that he, she like, like he has to die. He didn't have to die. They could have both done the whistle and the Jack, Jack, go back. That's my impression of her. That's really good. Thanks. <laughs> go ahead with your sex lesson videotape. Okay. Well, I actually want to give a shout out to maybe the only thing that I feel like did a good job. Hmm. And get that out of the way okay. real quick. Which is love and basketball. Mm-hmm. Because I remember that sex scene. I was in shock because he like gets a condom out of the night table drawer feels like the closest thing i've ever seen to like a realistic like two young people like having sex for the first time that's sex scene interesting concept of like realistic yeah they skip mm-hmm. the condom bit a lot right I, I it was it was mostly like calling attention to the fact that i had never seen a condom being used yeah in a movie and or what it, TV and so show. you saw that and you learned you're like this is a thing yeah i probably should have it learned a little take, bit didn't take well. <laughs> how do you expect us to use contraception naturally if in the media they just brush past it and we never see examples of it that was your so your sex size and videotape is actually not a lie it's more like a, no but i guess a truth i guess i could throw like cruel intentions in there i remember seeing that movie and being like i'm so turned on so, again, and a lot to unpack. And that's a different angle to take on this little segment. Things that, like, made you realize you were horny. Yeah. My Sexual Awakening was definitely my favorite movie as a child and as an adult. Dirty mm-hmm. Dancing. The sex scene. And it's like... And they're, like, dancing. And it's, like, so intimate. And also, I was so attracted to Patrick Swayze and, like, older What's men, his speech when he's like, people, people expect you to... Baby, You're teaching me the kind of person I want to be, Miss Frances Houseman. <laughs> I'm now thinking of things that like made me realize I was horny, and it's probably even Stevens. Do you remember J14? This is not. This is a segment of a segment. Do you realize that in like different months you'd get different pieces of a poster? Yes. Yes. So there was the Justin Timberlake poster where he's in jeans, shirtless, on a beach with his like cross necklace and like his cross tattoo. And he's shirtless and tan and just gorgeous. And there's different sections that you got. And there were like his pants section that I remember being like, ugh, what a waste. <laughs> and then his face, which you were like, need that so I can like kiss it goodnight. <laughs> and then there were the abs, which I remember being like, I'll hold on to these. Like for, as for, <laughs> like research. I was for like a, coll- a future collage, maybe. <laughs> like a young horny child was just like, I don't know exactly what I feel about this, but it's worth it's worth holding on to. I can't be the only person who had that exact poster. No way. No way. It was like you collected all three, but I remember being like, the pants one is useless. <laughs> That's how Which, I feel about pants. <laughs> Which now looking back. I don't know. That order would be different to an adult Sadie. It's a journey, Maddie. <laughs> Whereas I'm settling into my, uh, let's talk about the two things I've been trained to like either talk a lot about or talk not about. And so it's, it's going to take me an episode or two to really just let my freak flag fly. Well, stay tuned. <laughs>
Which one of us has a bigger sex drive? Play the song again. <laughs> a Jewy atheist and a Mormon piece of shit. They are recording a podcast about their sex drive. Sluts they are both, but... Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. There are refreshments in, in the cultural hall. Now the go touch yourselves. The Missionary Podcast is hosted by Sadie Blasucci and Madeline Sharton. Original music by Madeline Sharton. Produced by Shannon Egan. Please like, subscribe, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at missionarypodcast or visit our website at missionarypodcast.org. That's right, we're an org.